Welcome to the Boxing Junkie Podcast. I'm Bob Vellen, and joining me today is Mike Coppinger. How's it going, Mike? Doing great. Today, our special guest is undefeated welterweight champion and knockout artist Keith One-Time Thurman. On June 25th in Brooklyn, Thurman will take on Sean Porter in one of the biggest fights in boxing. Welcome to the show, Keith, and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing today? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties getting uh, getting started here, but uh, we're going good now. Uh, you know, the fight was rescheduled for March 12th after you were in a car accident and suffered a neck injury. How are you feeling these days, Keith? Uh, a lot better. You know, um, it definitely uh, wasn't something that we were prepared for. Um, it wasn't something that, you know, we, we wanted. But um, once when we um, understood the injury fully, you know, we just simply um, pretty much took all the advice from the doctors. And, you know, I told everybody that my plan was to be in recovery camp and then right from there jump right back into training camp. And um, that's what we've been able to do. Um, we're back in the sparring. We feel good. We're doing everything that we uh, need to be doing um, to put on a great performance, man. So we're looking forward to this fight. You know, I, I know the Porters, especially Kenny Porter, did not believe you were really hurt. But uh, when I talked to Sean during the Pacquiao-Bradley fight and and relayed to him what, what you had told me, uh, he said he had not heard any of that before. And uh, he was he was he was kind of, you know, sort of sort of shocked to hear it. Um, did, have you have you talked to him at all since then? Yeah, we were in uh, New York for uh, uh, for a press release um, a few weeks back. So, you know, that was the last time uh, we've we've seen each other, spoken to each other, and um, you know, all is well, man. You know, me and him go way back into the amateur mm-hmm. days, man. We were teenagers when we first uh, met each other. So, you know, I brought him into training camp for my first HBO debut. Um, we have a rich history, me, him, Kenny Porter. You know, there's um, there's a lot of respect. You know, he talked about how I, I at one point, you know, he was he was concerned um, about my health and my welfare, and uh, you know, also um, hoping that the fight would be able to continue. And and it, and it is, man. So um, so you know, we're both we're both happy to be doing what we wanted to do this year. It didn't start off right. You had a we had a stumbling block. But um, that happens in boxing, and uh, we're just keeping it moving forward, and we're making this fight happen for ourselves and for the fans this year. You know, Keith, to me, you seem like one one of the only guys in boxing that has the chance to be a crossover star and can re, you know kind of fill the void left by Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. Do you feel like this fight with Sean Porter is kind of the beginning of that that kind of road? It's definitely the proper platform. You know, it's all about the performance, man. Um, you know, I. I want to go and showcase my skills and my talent. I've been boxing since I was seven years old. I'm 27 now, man. So it's 20 years of hard work and dedication. Um, you know, I was the alternate back in um, 2007 for the 2008 Olympic Games um, as an amateur, man. So, you know, boxing is my life. It's my dream. It's my passion. Um, I'm happy to be current champion, and I'm looking forward to acquiring more titles and making um, more things happen in the welterweight division, which is 
one of the most exciting visions um, in boxing today. Do you think it's possible that the postponement and the, you know, this, this, I'd say the several um, kind of delays in the fight, you know, people were waiting for this fight since last year, has maybe even helped this maybe be a bigger event than it already was with all the anticipation now and people kind of restless to see it? You're talking about the Porter fight? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, um, it almost seems as if it all worked out for the better. Um, you know, we were looking forward to, I always love performing in new places like, uh, you know, Connecticut, the Mohegan Sun. But um, the fact that this fight is going to be in New York in the Barclays Center, I had a performance there as a co-main event, and now we're um, going to be in the arena as a main event. And um, it's just uh, it's a great feeling. I think it's a better venue. And, um, you know, it added to the anticipation of the fight, um, you know, with the media and definitely throughout the fight fans of the world of boxing. And it, it's a great fight, man. And, and um, I'm glad that, you know, I wasn't injured to the point to where I had to sit out all year. I'm glad I wasn't injured to the point to where I had to end my career, man. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of blessings. So um, we're just really looking forward to putting this show on. What what does it mean to have this thing on CBS on on national television? Uh, you know, where where everybody, regardless of whether you have uh, premium networks or not, everybody will be able to see this fight. What does that mean to you? For me, it's just a beautiful thing um, because, like I said, boxing has been my whole life. Um, it's all that I've ever, ever aspired to be is a world champion. So to just, you know, have access to pretty much almost every household in America, man, um, it's, it's a beautiful feeling, you know, and, and so it's kind of like bringing boxing back to its roots um, the way it used to be before I was even born, you know, before I was even a part of the conversation, man. So um, I'm happy. Um, it's always been my dream to possibly bring boxing back as to say, you know, um, I just remember when I turned pro and people were trying to say, you know, boxing's dying, boxing's dying, UFC this, UFC that, you know, and, and then I worked my way up into the pros. We saw Mayweather become the <clears throat> most um, highest paid athlete, you know, in the world. And that's through boxing. So, you know, I've, I kept arguing the fact that, you know, boxing is not dead, man. And, um, you know, it just, it is what it is. People have their opinion. But now, if one was to say that boxing, you know, was or still wants to make that argument, you know, you can see clearly from what PBC has done with all the networks and what I did last year um, that we're bringing boxing back to the people, man, to um, just everyday um, television and you, you're getting world-class fights. This is a tremendous fight. There's already been great fights this year, and there's going to be more great fights, man. So I'm really excited to be a part of the world of boxing and today's generation. You know, there's a lot of great fights for you at 147, being boxing's best weight class right now. But, you know, there's no bigger fight than Floyd Mayweather, who you've lobbied for a lot of times. And, you know, he seems to be headed toward a comeback, whether, you know, in the fall sometime. Uh, after this fight, you think it's possible? If you have a big enough performance, do you think it's possible that you can maybe get that fight, or do you think Mayweather wants no part of you? Uh, you know, I'm going to put on the best performance I can. Um, you know, I'm going to showcase my skills and my talent and um, let the world be the judge, man. Um, 
I definitely believe that I'm a worthy opponent of Floyd Mayweather. Um, I, I believed in that for uh, many years. And, um, you know, I've called him out on several occasions. So for the most part, you know, we've never got any um, good responses or any interest from Mayweather, Team Mayweather, um, almost anybody in his camp. So, you know, I, I see Mayweather being well-established in the sport, kind of like um, pretty much the kingpin. That's, you know, that's why he's in retirement, and nobody can't say his name. So you obviously have to be running the game. You know what I'm saying? Because um, for me, I respect his retirement. I can care less about him until he really states he wants to talk with somebody. And if it ain't going to be me, I can still kind of care less because, you know, it it's, um, has nothing to do with me and my business um, besides the fact of how he influences the walkerweight division. And that is the power that he holds. And I do respect that. I respect everything that he's accomplished in his career. He's a great fighter. But I do believe um, that I have – the ability to challenge him and um, be a, a far greater challenge than um, some of the fighters he's fought in the past. But you th- and that's why that's why I think it, that fight will never happen because you're too much of a challenge for him. He 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 wants you know Floyd uh, is a great fighter. There's no question about it. One of the greatest of the era, but he wants that fiftieth win, and if he fights you, there's a there's a very good chance that that. 50th win won't happen so i i unless unless floyd has a big change of heart i just don't see that happening yeah you know he's um he's put himself in a new bracket you know obviously floyd mayweather is a household name and um you know when i talk about him nowadays i say you know he's pretty much um set the record of you know doing things that muhammad ali and mike tyson was able to do, you know, um, just really reach that um, superstardom. But he made himself a, a commodity. He branded himself very well. And, you know, when you when you pay to see Floyd Mayweather, you're paying to see uh, Floyd Mayweather, as if you're paying to see uh, Celine Dion or Beyonce or any other form of a entertainer. I remember um, years back when I was in Vegas and I took my uh, my girlfriend with me, and I told her, you know, I said, pay attention. Mayweather is like watching a, a ballerina in boxing. You know, it's it's very fluid. You know, it's it's effortless. You know, there's just there's just so much to it. It's a different style of a fight. You know, I'm I'm able to appreciate. I'm pretty sure you're able to appreciate it, and, and some people aren't. And it is what it is. But that's what he brings to the table, along with the ability to constantly outperform everyone that they've ever put in front of them for um for so long you know so you know like i said man um i i believe in myself but i do give the man the respect of what he's been able to accomplish in the sport of boxing today so you know keith you're different than a lot of other boxers i know you play some musical instruments you read philosophy you know you're um you do a lot of different things that make you unique and and do give you the uh, ability to cross over can you tell us a little bit about yourself for people that don't know you what what musical what instruments do you play etc well, my music background goes back to kind of like being in a, as a kid, you know, uh, singing a little bit, um, being a part of choir, just just a little bit, singing in church song, and then um, I got out of I got out of music and just never really bothered too much in in school with with that because I was more focused on my after school academic, which was uh, boxing. But then by the time I was twenty, I had a group of friends that were all getting into the guitar and um i just wanted to get back into music a little bit 
so I picked up the guitar as a hobby and it just got me playing music to the point to where it's really a hobby. I, I told myself back then, you know, um, you can play music, you know, when you're 45 years old and you do it just for yourself, you know, it's just a, it's just a nice outlet. It was also um, something else to, to learn, keep the, uh, the brain working, the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere and the coordination. And um, ever since then, man, it's just been a little journey. I've picked up some wooden flutes. I uh, play the piano a little bit now, pretty much like a jack of all trades. Don't claim to be the master of anything or even really uh, good at anything, man. But um, like I say, I, I play music. I love the word play music because you can't play boxing. You know, boxing is very serious. So for me, I really enjoy the fact that um, I get to play music. It, it throws me back to being like a kid in the sandbox and just um, having fun, man. No judgment. And um, it's just it's just a very good outlet for me. I really enjoy it. You you uh, you also like to meditate. Is that correct? There was a um, there was a time in my life. I'm getting back into it. Um, I did get off the wagon a little bit and more focused on the day-to-day um, life and responsibilities and just, you know, um, semi, semi-neglect semi in a way. But um, in, my, in my 20s, I had a hand injury. And when I had that uh, hand injury, I was out of boxing for 14 months. During that time, I just signed with Al Heyman, and I was being stipend um, $1,000 a month. And I was living off that for for the whole time. And I just remember um, it being a very awkward injury. It was called bone bruising. The doctors couldn't tell me much. I had to do a lot of my own research. I ended up getting into uh, acupuncture and, and different holistic ways to uh, make the healing process heal. But in that time, I was um, reading a lot, um, Western philosophy, Buddhist philosophy. I got into meditation. And um, it definitely had an impact on my life and still impacts my life today. Um, I believe the focusing of the mind is very essential um, for boxers um, and really almost any athlete. You know, being able to focus and stay calm, you know, in the midst of all the chaos, whether that be... um, you know, the noise of your own mind or, you know, if you're actually meditating at a park and there's birds chirping, you know, some people don't understand, um, you know, they talk about how meditation is so hard because they're like, oh, my, I always have thoughts. I, I, I can't stop my mind. But, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, be a, a Einstein right away. You know, you're just supposed to sit down and realize how complex the mind is, how busy it really is how lack of control you really have over the situation and you just have to relax and let go and, and just, and just be, it's kind of, you know, we're called human beings, but we're always doing and just little small things like that, small phrases in, in, in life, you know, I like to um, just hold on to them um, even in, even in boxing, you know, so um, it's, it's just been, it's just been a journey. Um, just like life is, man, and it's a um, it's a fun process. I'm I'm enjoying the meditation nowadays because we have a fight coming up. So in the meditation, I like to use contemplation and I like to visualize victory before it happens, and that is also very beneficial. 
you know, uh, boxing is a pretty crazy sport full of characters. What is the craziest thing that's happened to you since you've been part of this sport? Crazy story. Um, for the most part, um, you know, it wasn't crazy. It was just uh, very enjoyable. Um, being able to do the premiere uh, for NBC, and we had to fly out to New York, all the fighters that were going to be participating in the new uh, PBC on NBC and, and the whole um, the start of everything that happened last year. We flew out to New York, and I got to meet, you know, um, Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Tommy Hearns, um, you know, um, Danny Garcia was there, um, Robert Guerrero was there, my opponent. Um, it was just um, Adrian Broner was was there, too, for a certain photo shoot, man, and um, just a lot of fun being around all all those guys, everybody in the sport, man, and then and then the legends, and um, just just kicking back, you know, having fun, having a few laughs with the with the crew, man. Um, besides that, you know, I'm real focused when it comes to most of uh, preparing for a lot of the a lot of the camps and a lot of the uh, fights. And when I'm visiting, um, I'm really just, you know, I'm just doing me. I, I like to keep it pretty much low key, man. I, I try not to be too much in the, in the spotlight. So you, know, you just too, recently too started sparring, right? Stuff. Uh, yes. Do you feel like you have enough time? I've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of fans are like, Oh, I don't know if Thurman has enough time to spar and everything, but you don't want to spar too much either. Right. You don't want to overdo it. Um, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't, you know, we, we trained and we've done all of our cardio and we've done, you know, everything, to prepare so that we can have good sparring. We're going to have efficient sparring and, you know, we're just going to be prepared for the fight. You know, um, I believe, uh, you know, four weeks of three to four weeks of sparring is, um, plenty, you know, preferably, uh, four. So, you know, we'll, we, we feel, uh, we feel confident and, um, you know, there's been times where I've, I've been unable to spar you know, uh, leading up to a fight. I actually was unable to spar for three weeks um, when I fought Diego Chavez. Um, we just we just didn't, we knew, when we knew my hand, something happened to it, and we just wanted it to get um, right, and we wanted to stop hitting foreheads, so we only did mitt work for uh, the final three weeks. And so that camp, I had the least amount of sparring, and, you know, that ended in a KO victory, man, so... Um, you know, it's, it's boxing. I've been doing this for 20 years. It's nothing new. I tell myself that every single day. And, um, you know, I look forward to strapping on these eight ounce gloves and um, giving you guys one heck of a performance. You know, you, you've, you've sparred with, uh, Porter before. What did you learn about him uh, when you sparred with him? Well, um, you know, obviously Porter's tough, you know, he's gonna, uh, keep coming forward for the most part. You know, I was able to um, put him on his back foot a few times. But, um, you know, he's um, he's definitely got his dad yelling at him the whole time, and, you know, in the corner there, egging him on to do this, egging him on to do that. And, um, you know, he's experienced too. You know, I, I, I watched him grow up in the amateurs, and they watched me grow up as well. So, you know, I know he's experienced. He, he feels comfortable. There's... You know, even in the Kell Brook fight, I was sitting ringside for that fight, 
and he was relentless even when his strategy wasn't working he still was pressing and pressing and pressing and and pretty much sticking to his game plan even though at that point you know they he should have made a few adjustments um to win the fight but um Sean you know he pumps his jab a lot it's not too much of a scoring jab it's kind of like a pump 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 to get on the inside you know i pay attention to details man i really do so that's that's another thing that gives me confidence going to this fight is i actually do feel like i know the fighter that i'm fighting already and that we're going to be fully prepared for this match so just how friendly are you guys i know you guys you at the press conference you're talking about being friends yeah man i mean you know we've i was sitting ringside for him in the kell brook fight i was cheering him on for the Kell Brook fight. Um, I was in his hotel room eating with him the day before the fight. We've shared meals um, at restaurants in Vegas before. And, um, you know, his his dad and him were here in St. Pete for weeks, a part of a training camp. They've been over to my mother's house, you know. So, um, you know, we feel quite cordial, man. I mean, we got a lot of um, respect. For one another, I mean, especially seeing him come up the way I came up, man, you know, in the amateurs, same with, you know, Danny Garcia and stuff and a whole bunch of these other champions that you guys are seeing today, man. For me, it's almost like a high school reunion, man. I've seen all these guys at the national tournaments, you know, growing up. So um, I just really feel like it's, you know, this is my time. It's uh, because it's a new generation. It's clear with all the young fighters. Um, in every weight division, you know, rising up right now. Do you think it? Do you think it's key for you to to move him backwards when you're fighting, to try to get him to fight, uh, you know, on his moving backwards? You know, my my to me, it is something that I do look forward to seeing how he responds to. Mm-hmm. And you know. The way I always like to break down a fight is every direction, you know, forwards, backwards, side to side. And, um, you know, we'll see which one, if not, if, if we, if we're not able to make them feel uncomfortable in every direction that we move in, you see my, where I'm getting there, um, you know, then, then we're going to see which one makes them the most uncomfortable. And we're going to try to capitalize on that. You know, I take a lot of mental notes. Um, sometimes to break fighters down um, before I score that actual, you know, final blow. Sometimes it is set up. Sometimes it um, happens quick, early, and easy. Do you think it's important to keep some distance between him and you when you fight? Or or do you prefer to fight on the inside? You know, that's something we're going to have to see again. Um, Sean Porter has a little bit of a tendency to lunge and jump. And um, we saw that against Pauli Milanaji quite a bit. You know, he kept uh, lunging in and landing big um, hooks and things of that nature. He kind of jabbed his way in against Adrian Broner. And, um, you know, the the only thing that I'm most concerned about is the headbutts. You know, um, I, don't, I don't know Sean Porter to be really known for headbutts, but just somebody who moves forward in that nature, you know, um, you're subjectable to butting heads from time to time. So I'm going to be cautious of that and um, we're more conscious of that. But for the most part, you know, we're going to do, we're going to do what we want to do in the ring. 
match. Do you think the uh, friendly, the friendship between you two is going to have any effect on the action of the fight? There's been fights in the past, like, you know, I think it was Monty Barrett when he fought. Um, man, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. I think it was Dominic Gwynn, maybe. But they were, you know, there's been a lot of times when good friends have fought each other and then the fights have not been good in the ring. Um, You know, for me personally, I have no issue with it. You know, I'm taking this fight like any other fight. I mean, I have to make the same sacrifices. I have to, you know, still train my butt off. And, you know, to me, the whomever signs that contract and whomever is standing across the ring is you know, going to get the wrath of my skills and everything that I sacrificed to make that day happen, you know, and and just my fighter spirit in general, um, you know, I'm always going to give them my best, you know, and that's out of respect too, you know. So, you know, I plan on giving Sean one heck of a fight. I believe he wants to give me one heck of a fight. You know, obviously he's gunning for victory. He's trying to become champion of the world again. I'm trying to re retain the title, so and keep my undefeated record at the same time. So it is what it is. Keep rising up in the sport in the welterweight division, um, and looking forward to bigger and better things. So, you know, obviously Sean Porter's in the way of that friend or foe. You know, that night he's going to be a foe. Uh, you. I think I saw where you predicted an early KO in the fight. Do you uh, is that is that correct, or or have you not have you not really predicted how the fight's going to turn out? I definitely let them know that you know we're going for the KO. Um, you know, early KO, it's possible. You know, uh, we've done it. We've done it many times, and. Um, you know, we had Bundu knocked down in the first round, and we didn't really jump on him um, just out of the out of the fact that I figured if I knocked him down once, I was going to knock him down again. Bundu made a little adjustment, and I would have to work a lot harder, and I decided to um, just be victorious in putting on that boxing exhibition that I did that night. You know, if we get if we catch Sean Porter at any time in the fight, you know, we're going for the kill. We're not going to um, pretty much play around or waste any time. So... Um, one thing that I always think of going into a fight is that I am, you know, 26 and 0 with 22 knockouts. But out of all of those 26 opponents, there was only one opponent that was not knocked down in the fight. You know, so I really look forward to, you know, landing some big punches and and hurting them. You know, I mean, this is this is just this is just numbers. This is just what it is you know Keith one time Thurman is a power puncher and when he hits you right you know you most likely go down so we're, we're looking for that you know another uh, another fighter that people would really like to see you take on is Danny Garcia could you see that fight down the road oh, it's a great fight you know um, I want I would love to attain that belt now that I've already gotten um one of the um world titles i would love to have the uh wbc i believe you know floyd was holding the wba and the wbc um mm -hmm. so it would it would it would feel good and it would also um feel good just to have the opportunity in my career to know that you know here it is you know um to have two of the 
two of the four titles. So it's a great fight. You know, he's got a great record. You know, you're going to be looking at two undefeated world champions in their prime. I mean, I love the matchup. Plus, I'm looking for any anybody who's trying to hold it down at 147. And obviously, Danny hopped over and acquired a title, um, you know, quite recently with, you know, Floyd's vacating, uh, vacating it. But it is what it is, you know. He he's there now, and um, he is a target. And I think he's also a great fight for the fight fans and and for the sport right now. You know, I mean, look at every this fight is a great fight. That fight's a great fight. I'm really excited to be where I am, and um, looking forward to dominating at 147. Uh, you've also you've also mentioned uh, uh, you know some other fighters that you'd like to fight. Um, can you? Are, are there any names out there that you, you're thinking about? Well, the interesting thing is I believe the WBA just issued a mandatory. Um, so I don't know how that's going to play an effect after this fight. Um, there's some elimination match for the number one spot. And then, the you know, so the winner of that matchup gets the winner of me and Sean. I believe I heard something about an article like that being released. And, um, you know, outside of that, you know, I'm looking at Danny Garcia. I'm looking at Kel Brook. You know, I'm looking at Jesse Vargas. We're looking at everybody, man. I mean, this is this is 147, and this is boxing. You know, um, you know, um, I don't, I don't uh, Amir Khan just had a fight. I highly doubt, you know, he's, He's going to want to fight, but that's a possible matchup for the fans as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know who else is out there, but um, you know, there's there's a few more that um could get the shot, and we'll just uh, see what happens. Yeah, the uh, WBA announced that the winner of the Shane Mosley David Avenition fight is going to be the mandatory for the winner of you versus Porter. But I mean, what do you even do with that when? No one's going to want to see, you know, you or, or Sean fight Shane Mosley, who's 44, or a guy no one's ever heard of. I mean, to, to a degree, you are right. But that all has to do with um, Shane Mosley's performance, you know. If this young kid beats Mosley, then nobody has to worry about anything. It's going to be some new young kid on the block um, trying to rise up from another country and taking a world title for himself, you know. So, you know, if it is Mosley, it's the veteran story, you know. Mm-hmm. It it should be over, but it's not over quite yet. And um, let's see what he can do. Let's see how he performs. And and then that will kind of lead up to, you know, what uh, people are really going to feel about, you know, the overall uh, pretty much man- mandatory fight. You know, there are, there are a few others in the division. Broner, uh, I think would would be sticking at at 147 and uh timothy bradley uh you know although I, i'm not sure how viable he is at this point uh after his loss to pacquiao but is that somebody you you could see yourself fighting as well i have been asked uh a few times about you know both of those fighters i've had a few fans tell me you know oh i want to see you and ab i want to see you and ab and um you know, it's a possibility. I've never um, had his name brought up um, at this point, you know. And, um, you know, he keeps hopping around, you know, 140, 147. 
you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's going in and out, doing everything that he wants to do, making weight, not making weight. It is what it is. You know, Timothy, that's a great fight. Um, you know, I don't, I have no problems fighting Timothy, but like you said, you know, it's, it's hard him coming off of the loss. Plus sometimes, um, you know, the, doing business, the political side of boxing is a little, can be, um, a little difficult, but, um, you know, we're ready to fight, man. You know, I'm, I'm ready to defend my title against anybody and I'm looking forward to trying to acquire more than one title. So if I have to do a mandatory, I'm going to do a mandatory and then I'm going to try to get focused on, um, some of these champions in the 147 weight division. Well, my question is now, uh, do you have the, uh, the Shelby back on the road? <laughs> Are you driving again? Uh, yes, the Shelby is back on the road. Um, you know, it's, uh, there's no problems. Uh, I did get new tires, um, some new slicks on it, but outside of that, uh, for the most part, man, what happened was an accident, you know, it was on a rainy day. So for the most part, man, I really just try not to, uh, take it out in the rain. Um, there's a few times where the day might start off sunny and then some overcast comes in, um, here in Florida, but, mm, a lot of times you wake up, you see an overcast, and you know you're going to get a little bit of showers. You know, you pay attention to the weather. And, you know, I let her come out when she can, and uh, I, I lock her up. Otherwise, man, um, it's, you know, I'm I'm really not worried about it. I don't think I'm being irresponsible or anything. Um, you know, it was a hydroplaning incident. Anybody that's hydroplane knows that, you know, you're, you're not in control. Um, so it, it's just trying to really... Um, not put myself in the position for the car to hydroplane, which is, you know, um, not to drive in the rain. So for the most part, you know, we're just we're just enjoying ourselves, man. I bought it for a reason, man. I want to drive it, so I'm driving it. Very good, Mike. You have any more questions for uh, no Keith? I'm just I'm very excited for the fight. I think it's the by far the best fight on the boxing calendar, uh, either past or present for 2016, and I'm can't wait for it. I agree. I agree. We're definitely looking forward to this fight, and I'm sure you are too, Keith. Um, and uh, thanks for taking the time and uh, you know spending it with us. And best of luck on the uh, on the 25th. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having me on the show, man. And um, enjoy the fight. It's pretty much going to be fireworks before the Fourth of July. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> thanks, man. Take care. All right, take care. Goodbye. That should wrap it up for today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Remember, today's guest, Keith Thurman, will face off against Sean Porter on June 25th at 9 p.m. ET, live on CBS from Brooklyn's Barclays Center. See you later. Bye.